Hello and welcome to another beautiful Friday of Speaking for Him. I am Dan Van Zalen and here is your host, Andrew Gomez. Hello, Dan. Uh, this is Andrew and I'm grateful to be back with you. We are going to review another episode of The Chosen, uh, episode two, Shabbat. Now, the last podcast uh, about this series was quite lengthy for speaking for him standards at 27 minutes. Um, but this one's going to be a little bit shorter. Um, as you will see as we dig in. Uh, but Dan, why don't you start us out with our quote of the day? Of course. The chosen is designed to live in perfect balance between faithful biblical storytelling and imaginative exploration. The show contains incredible historical biblical and theological accuracy while still maintaining a sense of wonder and creativity. The movie guide. Um, and I, I would have to say that I echo that. If you listened to the last episode we did where we kicked off our review of the series, you'll know that we talked about this at length, but I just wanted to slightly reiterate the fact that if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that I like to write biblically, um, suppositional fiction, particularly for my Good Friday podcasts often. And so I feel like uh, Dallas Jenkins is kind of in the same spirit as I am when I, when I put together my shows where I take the biblical facts and then I put them together and tie them together with, with fiction that may not be true or, or may not be something that we can guarantee but is plausible. And so I think uh, what I would say, again, right off the top, is that the plausibility factor of The Chosen is really high. So it's not like um, his theories or the way that he put this together is out there. And I really appreciate that because it's showing us humanity in the characters. So um, we're going to once again... Uh, listen to the trailer just to give us some context of our discussion, and then we will get into some specifics. Excuse me. I have something for you. For me. Throw this down for a catch. Uh, I don't have a quarrel with you, teacher, but we've been doing this all night. Nothing. All right. The fruit here is incredible. Everything that grows here is immaculate. Except for the people. You're such a miserable lot. You worship one God, and yet you're all divided. Only one language keeps their peace. None speak it. You are the great Nicodemus. I serve only God. Yes. Yes, so do your enemies, rogue preachers in the wilderness, raving about a coming Messiah. Sam, you're scared. I've lost everything. Burnt every bridge. If I don't catch a ton of fish or get some help somehow, they'll arrest me. I'm trapped. 
No more talking, Simon. Maybe God can get your attention now. Hi. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. I saw him. It was incredible. You have experienced a miracle. You are healed. What do you want from me? Follow me. He performs miracles and seeks no credit? Who did this? I don't know his name. His time for men to know has not yet come. We've, we've waited for you for so long, we believe. You have much bigger things ahead of you, Simon, son of Jonah. Anything is possible now. Don't you see? Would you at least know him if you saw him again? I will know him for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm Dallas, director of The Chosen. You know, last year, over 15,000 people from around the world crowdfunded a record-breaking $10 million to create an original series outside the Hollywood system. Now, we created this so the world can experience Jesus in a way that's never been done before. And what you just saw is a glimpse of season one. Go to thechosen.tv and you'll get a free 48-hour pass to watch episode one in advance. This project has been an incredible ride and we'd love for you to join us. All right, and as you probably know, if you listen to the first episode of this series on The Chosen, uh, it is actually completely available now via The Chosen app. So I'd encourage you to go to your uh, app store of choice and download The Chosen app so that you can watch the episodes with us and possibly be prepared when we... Uh, are ready to record about the third episode and so on. We would definitely like other contributions to the conversation. So if that's something that you would like to do, please let us know. Um, and then also just really quick, as I stated in the last chosen episode, we are debating with changing the posting day of the speaking for him podcast. I got some advice from a friend of mine that posts podcasts, on the regular, and he said that it would be good to consider that. So I want to know what you, the audience, want um, as far as that goes. When do you most often listen to your podcasts? Are you more during the week than on the weekends? Tell me what you think is best. We would definitely like your feedback. Please hit us up with the contact information that is at the end of the show. All right, digging into this um episode. Uh, first of all, Dan, you just saw a very little bit of it or heard a little, very little bit of it. So talk a little, just a little bit about what you saw or heard. Well, since I saw just the beginning, which is basically the first quarter ish of this episode, it was, um, the very beginning where the, um, 
son is talking to his mother or aunt, I'm not sure exactly what, about um, Shabbat and, well, why do they observe Shabbat? And, you know, his typical children questions. And she's answering them and um, she says, because on the Sabbath day, God rested. We're doing this to honor God, to you know, be inclusive of people around us. They're just friends we haven't met. And she goes on about these very, what turns out to be very biblical, you know, reasons to to uh, observe. And the guy next to her starts speaking about the virtuous woman because she has just shown virtue. And I thought that was great because then it leads to parents complimenting their kids about how they're how they're been good kids and how they want them to grow up as you know observing the Lord and being these godly people. And then the next scene that I see after the introduction title screen is uh, a lady trying to get through a crowd to speak to one of the rabbi. And that's about as far as I got. All right. And as the episode goes forth, I, I have to say, I was telling Dan off mic that this episode wasn't quite as exciting as the first one. I mean, it's hard to beat that ending with Mary Magdalene in the first one. I was listening to the trailer and, uh, they had that clip in there where, where he says, I have redeemed you. You are mine. And, you know, I've read those words so many times in the Bible, but hearing a really good actor portrayal of Jesus say that. He sounds I mean, very possessive. Too. I mean, that just uh, makes me feel so excited. To the, 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 these are words of truth that so many people today need to hear um, that they can experience redemption if they trust Jesus. I'll be so, honest. I was not. When I heard him say those in the last episode, he says, you are mine, and he sounds so possessive. Uh, I've gotten used to, and I realized just now when you're talking about it, we've gotten so used to hearing people just read off the verses in the Bible. Like, there's barely any inflection, no tonal shift. There's like, uh, as he says, you're mine, and these verses come next, these verses come next, these verses come next, and it's like kind of soulless. And I'm wondering now to myself, well, is that what's kind of driving people away because they sound empty. Yeah, exactly. We need to, uh, uh, you know, it's kind of like that old discussion about if, if you're people have said before, if you're redeemed, tell your face because <laughs> a lot of times, even though we're redeemed, even though we are believers in Jesus Christ and he has set us free, we do not project freedom to the world. We, we have sour expressions. We're afraid to have boisterous worship. We're afraid to emote about the Lord, and it just reminds me of the fact that we need to be excited about this. It is the most – when Jesus gets a hold of you, it's the most exciting thing that could ever happen. And I think that's one of, that is one of the exciting things about this episode is you see the transformation in Mary. You see how it stuck because if you remember in the first episode, one of her friends or, or people that knew her say – she always goes through these fits and then she's fine. You know, like, like she, they're used to her going back and forth between sanity and insanity. And now people are seeing her stay in sanity. Yeah. And it's just totally different to the point that one of Nicodemus's chief men that, that works for him saw her in the market, noticed the difference, 
followed her a ways, and then ran back to Nicodemus and said, guess what? She's healed. <laughs> and so, I, I mean, I, I really see a lot of that in the scripture because think about all the times Jesus said, don't tell anyone what happened. And people still found out because what are you going to do if someone totally changes your life? You're going to tell people about it. You can't help but tell people about it. And she didn't even have to say a word to the guy. And he looked at her and knew she was different. And that's, she was at peace. And that's the difference that Jesus can make in your life. So that's an exciting thing. And then we have Matthew still continuing to struggle. He's a Jew, but he's a tax collector. So he's a hated Jew. He's hated by both sides, even. Yeah, he basically is in between, is in the middle, isn't he? Because he's hated by the Romans because they put up with him because he does a job for them. Yep. But then he's hated by the Jews because he's, you know, to, a tax collector is your worst nightmare, especially since, and I don't know if this is borne out with Matthew because he seems to be more of a detailed, exact type of person. But I know with Zacchaeus, who's another biblical character. He skimmed off the top. He skimmed off the top. He took extra money and people resented him for that. I don't think we're seeing that implication with Matthew. I don't think it's in the Bible either. It's not in the Bible. And we're not seeing that implication with the character either because he's – the way they're portraying the character, he's like totally exact. Yeah. And he wants to get it down to the penny. And to be honest, um, Zacchaeus, well, he's a bad example of a tax collector, is the, was probably the common type of face as far as people are concerned throughout the Roman Empire. You know, you got to give taxes and the tax collector is going to charge you a little extra for himself and you got to put up with it. And so uh, even a good tax collector like Matthew, who's exact and only asks you what the government asks from you, is still going to be hated. And it seems like his only ally is the guy who guards him. And then what does Mary do when she when she gets redeemed? She wants to host a Shabbat dinner for the first time. She hasn't been able to do that because she hasn't been in her right mind. Yep. And so she puts together the Shabbat dinner. She invites some of her friends. And then Jesus and a couple of his followers come and Jesus asks if they can join in. So we see Jesus being progressively revealed as well. So it's kind of exciting how they're building up the building up the tension and it's not and because it's a series, I think this is one of the things that plays with my head a little bit because it's a series as opposed to a play or a movie, you're not going to see the passion week in the in in the first season. No, it's probably, it probably be will last. be in the 7th or 8th <laughs> season. So Probably the last, like you said. So Sixth we're bu- we're season. building up to it, so it's not going to happen as fast as a lot of uh, things. So there's going to be a lot more development to those key moments, which is kind of interesting, especially when you consider what John said about uh, that there could have been so much more written uh, because Jesus did so much. Oh yeah, that Even the world the like world that. wouldn't be able to hold the books. <laughs> if we wrote it all. So it'll be interesting to see where they go from here. I think Nicodemus, as you said, was strong again in this episode. He continues to ask questions. He find, he goes to Mary and he says, D- did my, did my work for you? D- did what I did for you help? And she said, I don't remember you, but, um, this other teacher helped me. 
and she doesn't even know his name at this point. When she's talking to Nicodemus, all she knows is that he helped her. And it reminded me of the 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 man born blind when they brought him before the Sanhedrin. He said, I don't know who helped me. All I know is that I was blind and now I can see. Yep. And then eventually Jesus found him and he believed on Jesus. So, and we know that Mary Magdalene ends up following Jesus throughout a lot of his ministry. So we know a similar thing happened with her where she makes the connection to Jesus and she stays with him. Remember in the, I think it was uh, the end of, uh, I think it was in the second episode, she says, I know that I will know him for the rest of my life. Yeah, she's talking that, to Nicodemus. Yeah, that's the kind of uh, impact that that encounter had with him. And that's what I always tell people when I preach. When you encounter Jesus, he will have an impact on you. Either you'll get harder and go farther away from God because you don't want to be submitted to Jesus, or you'll you'll soften and he will change your life in ways you can't even imagine. So I really appreciated this, and I'm looking forward to the continuing um, story. The, Peter is really struggling because he's been paid. I don't know if we talked much about this in the first episode, but he's been paid by the Romans, or his debts have been paid by the Romans in exchange for uh, potentially quote unquote, merchant free. outing um, people that are fishing on Sabbath because the situation here is the the Romans believe that the Jews are observing Sabbath so they won't fish on the Sabbath. So under that guise, they're not being taxed on the Sabbath because they don't work on the Sabbath. So if they catch fish on the Sabbath, then they can have it tax-free because they didn't actually catch it on a day when they were supposed to be working. Which, again, you don't read about that in the Bible, but it is a totally plausible thing, and I'm pretty sure they found historical evidence for that as they were putting together the series. Oh, the Romans had tons and tons of documentation, so they probably found something. So So um, we've said general thoughts, positive things. What do you think is negative about this episode? Well, I... I think it's kind of interesting how um, Jesus – I don't want to say this is a negative so much as something I was surprised about, that Jesus just kind of shows up at the end and says, can I join um, your Shabbat uh, dinner? I thought that was an interesting way. And then they mentioned Thaddeus, uh, the disciple, and then there was one other that they mentioned – I don't remember which one, though. But uh, it was very interesting. I don't think I came up with a lot of negatives in this episode. It just, it just wasn't quite as action-packed as um, the previous. It was more about the characters that we met in the last episode basically feeling out what had happened in the first episode. So ah. it, was much, it was much more of the journey continuing than anything major and spectacular happening, which I think is a good parallel of life because not every day do spectacular things happen. And sometimes the more spectacular things, we don't realize they're spectacular until we step back and say, you know, this was actually pretty neat how God worked it out. So in other words, this is kind of a reaction episode. 
I, I think it is. I think, I think it is. And I think that, um, Mary's, the change that happened in Mary Magdalene is really affecting the people around her. Nicodemus is like, uh, well, if I didn't heal her, if my efforts didn't heal her, somebody did. It's obvious that she's healed. So I need to find some answers. And Nicodemus's friend was so shook by it that he ran back to tell him. He was like, he, he wasn't walking. He was running and yelling and interrupting Nicodemus's study. And that's the type of thing that happens when you have a life-changing encounter with Jesus. So, so then uh, what do you think is the biggest lesson you got from this episode? I think the biggest lesson that I got from this episode is to realize that God does change people. Because looking at the change in Mary Magdalene is very exciting. But sometimes with the people in our lives, we don't believe that God can change them. And we need to realize that if God changed us, we're not that great, first of all. A lot of times, <laughs> lot of times we get too high of an opinion of ourselves because we think we're so great. But the other people around us, they're not as great as us. So we're not going to believe that they can change. But uh-huh. when you see a story like Mary Magdalene um, and you just see the, the change that was evident, she was able to work in the hairdresser's. You know, and and she had supportive people around her, which was great to see. Um, again, it 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 just spoke to me about being supportive to for to people and just uh, praying for change in their lives and then expecting an answer to that prayer. Mm-hmm. So, so what's your rating in fish? Uh, I would say. I, I'm going to give this one a three fishnets out of five again, just because it wasn't quite as uh, exciting as the first episode, but I'm really excited to see where it goes. So um, I'm going to continue on this journey and uh, hopefully uh, well, I'll give Dan more time. See folks, what you don't understand about uh, behind the scenes is sometimes I'll be like, Hey Dan, uh, can you, maybe watch this movie uh, by tomorrow or in three hours or whatever. That's a little bit of an exaggeration, but that I, one is. <laughs> but I have been known to say, can you watch this by tomorrow? So I'm trying to be more judicious about that, especially as we go through this series and hopefully um, we'll have another discussion packed episode about episode three, which is titled, I have it right here in front of me. Let me see. Uh, it's titled. Episode three is titled Jesus Loves the Little Children. So it will be interesting to see him interacting with little children on that episode. So look for that in the coming weeks. And until then, keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking for Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.